We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. If you want to find God, you must begin with the message of the cross. You must look at the cross and ask, what does that mean about God? That the creator of the universe would go to such lengths in humility. That is a serious question, isn't it? Well, we've got equally serious answers to that question and others as it relates to the cross and God's deep, deep, deep love for us. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. We are back in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 looking at the message of the cross. We invite you to spend the next few minutes with us as we explore the answer to that question. Come away with hearts full of gratitude towards a loving Savior. Here's Pastor Leighton now with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. It is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven, and it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended, and the Gentiles say, it's all nonsense. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. The foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. So God, uh, Paul references two groups in representing two approaches to God that would not work. First is the approach by the Greeks. Well, the Greeks were known for having a love of human wisdom. They were known for the philosophers and philosophy. In fact, philosophy is from philosophia, And that combination of Greek words means the love of wisdom. They had a love of wisdom, human wisdom. It was all important. It provided them a perspective, a paradigm on the world that gave them uh, uh, some kind of standards by which they could understand the meaning of life and values and relationships and purpose and destiny. Of course, it was all a man-made perspective, But unfortunately, some of the converts that were coming into the church at Corinth were not only carrying in their philosophical factionalism, but they were also bringing in some of the philosophy that they had espoused in their pre-Christ experience. And that still happens today. Many people come to the Lord, they come into the church, and they still carry baggage, philosophies, worldly perspectives that they were conditioned in before coming to Christ. They trusted in Christ and recognized their redemption by grace through the cross, but they wanted to add human wisdom to what had been done for them. That practice continues today. Some people think that God can only be known through speculation or philosophy or religion. And the roots of this paradigm can be traced back to Aristotle, Plato, and Socrates, the Greek philosophers. And that is 
the foundation of the paradigm of human perspective towards God in Western civilization. It's the kind of perspective that prepares people to think in these terms. In God, if you're real, you must answer my questions. And furthermore, you must answer my questions in a manner I find acceptable. I am the customer. You're the clerk. You have to get me to buy whatever it is you're trying to sell. And remember, God, the customer is always right. I must like the answers. And that philosophical arrogance permeates Western civilization and is, is, is reflected in what Paul here calls the Greeks. On the other hand, the Jews demanded signs and wonders and miracles. They wanted God to bless them. They wanted God to make life exactly like they wanted life to be. They wanted to be healthy. They wanted to be wealthy. They wanted to be in control. They wanted to be free, like many Americans. And, and after Jesus fed the 5,000, they went looking for him. And they didn't go looking for him to worship him. They went looking for him so they could get another free meal. They wanted him to take care of all of their needs. And because they had expectations of who God should be, who their Messiah should be, Jesus didn't make the grade. You see, they believed that their Messiah was there to bring them health, to bring them freedom from the yoke of Rome, to bring them prosperity, and to establish a kingdom. And when Jesus refused to be the Messiah that they expected, he refused to do what they wanted. They rejected him. And that oftentimes still happens today. People come and they say, Jesus, I'll accept you if, if you heal me of this disease, if you give me that spouse or that car, or that house, or that job, or whatever the situation might be. If you please me, God, then I'll accept you. Well, it's true that God serves us, but it's because he chooses to serve us, not that we can demand God do anything. So if you, whoever you might be, like the Greeks, pursue God, requiring him that, that he answers all of your questions to your satisfaction you'll never find him. Or if you, like the Jews, pursue God requiring that he answer all of your prayers and all of your desires, you'll reject him. You see, the fundamental framework for each approach is arrogance, that man can determine what God should or should not be like, or should or should not act like. And if any being does not fit man's definition, that being will not be accepted as God. Even some theologians, those are, theologian means a student of God. Even some theologians approach God in this fashion. For instance, uh, Rudolf Bultmann decided he didn't like the Bible as it was, so he decided he was going to demythologize it. He was going to take everything out of the Bible that didn't seem like it could possibly true, according to Rudolf Boltman. 
when he got done, what he ended up with is not the word of God, but rather the word of Rudolf Boltman. You know, I was in a class one time and, and uh, this conversation came around to God and one of the girls in the class said, my God won't let anyone go to hell. Boy, I had to bite my tongue. I wanted to say, well, that's a really nice imaginary God you've uh, concocted. But according to the Bible, there are people who are going to go to hell. Not because God wants them to, because God is not willing that any should perish. But that's a very imaginative God you've manufactured in your head. And so when we approach God from these kinds of perspectives, what we end up creating is an idol. That means our satisfaction. Well, if you approach God that way, then you'll never be able to develop a relationship with him. You might be able to develop a relationship with your idol, but you'll never be able to develop a relationship with the one and true God. If you want to find God, you must begin with the message of the cross. You must look at the cross and ask, what does that mean about God? That the creator of the universe would go to such lengths in humility. And what does that mean about me? Why would he do that for me? And what does this tell me about purpose in life? You mean it's, it's not all about me? Thy will be done, not mine? This is God's plan. And as the uh, words in the wisdom of God indicate, God wisely established it this way because man cannot solve his problems because he doesn't recognize the source, which is sin, or the solution, which is salvation. Man's own sinful nature is the cause of his problems, and mankind can't change his own nature. And even if mankind could recognize the problem, he doesn't have the power to change it. God doesn't expect people to come to him through their own wisdom. He knows that we cannot, but we can come to him through his wisdom. God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. That phrase, message preached, is one word in the Greek, kerugmatos, can be translated proclamation, and it doesn't refer to the act of preaching. It refers to the content of the message. The content of the message is the word of the cross. In fact, in fact, it is really Jesus Christ himself who is the power of God and the wisdom of God. You see, there's only two approaches to seeking God. From the human side, speculation. Or from God's side, revelation. And only one works, divine revelation. We can find God because God has shown the way. Not because we have found it based on our own wisdom, power, or virtue. And that's why uh, Paul continues, but unfortunately, we won't be able to because we're out of time this morning. So, should the Lord tarry, when we get together again, I'll be looking forward to us uh, looking at this passage in greater detail. Let's pray. Lord, we are forever thankful for what you have done and continue to do. Lord, we could not find you in our own efforts, but you have revealed yourself to us. And thank you, Lord, 
for bringing spiritual life where there was spiritual death so that we might be able to respond to your kind invitation for salvation. Thank you, Lord, for being our Heavenly Father and adopting us and taking care of us in time and eternity. Lord, we thank you for hearing the prayers that were whispered to you this day. And we're looking forward, Lord, to hearing reports of how you have answered those prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, that'll close the week out here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Layden Sheely. Thank you for joining us. Our hope and prayer as we work through the book of 1 Corinthians is that you come away with a clearer understanding of God's patient love and tender kindness towards us, even when we find ourselves failing. If you have questions about the program today, maybe you'd like to know more about Study Verse by Verse or Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. We invite you to our website, highlands.us. Great place to get started for all of that. Again, highlands.us. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here Monday for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse.